be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'ma feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought, thought it was inherent. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm, I'm trying, trying to be, be a parent. parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the blunt, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, bro how you wipe your baby boo boo? Now, welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make moms laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. Now, welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make pops laugh. Who you know got it like the King's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. Welcome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Episode Deuce Deuce 22. Dropping the big deuces. The big deuces. Give you a little bit of... That was highs and lows. We don't <laughs> want to do that. DJ Horns. Wow. DJ Horn right off go. the bat. All righty. Welcome back, you guys. This is the Trying to Parent podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were in the wrong place. <laughs> sometimes that happens. You walked into the wrong classroom. Episode 22. It is April 16th mm-hmm. sunday april 16th yep 2023 2023 that is very correct and uh yeah as always we're your host sean and amanda king yes truly and uh come on mark <laughs> come on mark you can go ahead and knock this one out of the park, guys. I think we got some good stuff in, for, in stores for you today. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. But before we do that, let's, let's go ahead and get social. Hey, like always, please. Um, if you happen to listen on the podcast app on Apple, please give us a five star rating. Five you of those. Can, uh, well, f- Maybe one five-star rating. Five um, five-star ratings. I'll let you do that. Create five profiles, make five <laughs> five-star ratings. Come on. Ghost accounts. We know you got them because yeah. you're creeping. Come on. KD has one. <laughs> you got one. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at trying the number two parent mm-hmm. and uh, YouTube trying space the number two space parent. And if Because we shoot these things on YouTube. Yeah, we are. We're, we have been filming can very consistently since we've been here now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you prefer to have the tab open at work instead of the headphones or I don't know, whatever. Um, Good point. Yeah. Um, and then our Gmail, if you're old like me and you like to send emails, it's trying to parent podcast at gmail.com. Yay. 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 And if you feel like calling, hey, I just met you. Crazy. Listen closely. Three six zero four five zero five zero zero eight. I actually just respond on Instagram because that's what everybody seems to be doing. You know, it, I get it. It's the easiest thing. I'm cool with it though. As yeah. long as you're responding, I don't really care. Here's the deal, man. Here's Beg- the deal, man. As long as you're responding, beggars can't be choosy. So that's I'll take awesome. the Instagram replies. But. If you were wondering if our phone actually worked, try it out. Try it out. Try it out. It works. Okay. Well, got some good news. Nina's skin is getting better. Luckily. Which is nice. We have her on this medication. We took her 
Last one today. <sighs> There's like good things and bad things about the doctor's office that we go to. Good things. It's right down the street. Yeah. We go there. They haven't seemed to be charging us unless no. they're like holding a, they're like, all right, next time. <laughs> like we're just <laughs> putting it on your tab. I know. I'm actually a little nervous. No. Um, yeah, that part has definitely been good because they've, they've definitely seen her a bunch of times and I've only charged for the medication, yep. like no office visits yet. Blood, attempted to take blood. Um, Taking blood in does it count? <laughs> the labs. Yeah, they're doing skin labs every single time that we're there. Yeah. I mean, they're gone for like 45 minutes and then they come back and like, okay, we can now do the next part of the appointment. It's like, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars that should be costing yeah. us. Um, well, but it's not. Actually, we need to buy her food. Yep. One of the negatives is she hates going there. Yeah. She's she so afraid it. of that place. Terrifying. She's it's been makes traumatized. Me, have it to makes pull me pull so her out of the car. I almost cry every time that we take her and it's like a couple times a week and it's really sad. Yeah. So, but they're trying to figure out a solution to her underlying problem. And that is more than any vet in the States did. And for that, I'm grateful and hopefully it will be in the past. What do we think she has? Cushing's disease. Cushing's. Why do I want to say Hodgkin's? (laughs) That's cancer. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Jeez. Cushing's hyper cortisol something. So if you guys know Nina, pray for her because she has to go back on Wednesday three times. Yeah. Three times on Wednesday. It's going to be no good. And one of the shitty things about that place is they never fix their fire alarm, not their fire alarm, their, uh, yeah, Yeah, I guess their fire alarm, alarm, but one of those like you have in your house. So it chirps because the batteries are fucking dead and they need to replace them. It's been chirping for two months. And they never replace it. And Nina is so afraid of that thing. Like yep. she hates high pitched noises like that. So yeah. it's been no good for her. Um, let's see here. We're leaving in nine days for Columbia. So fucking stoked about that. <laughs> hopefully none Columbia. of that hopefully none of that goes on. No, I really right hope not. There. Thanks. But, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. Um somebody's mom is not too excited that we're going to Columbia. Somebody's is pretty excited. So Leave that up to you guys to figure that one out. Um, it's not where we're going. It's the means of which we're going. Yeah. And you guys can guess your answer. So yeah. here we go. <laughs> Nina has her pet sitter, which we talked about the other week. Yeah. And she's excited about that lady, the Scottish people, mm-hmm. the Scottish lady and her little son. Oscar. So, yeah, Amanda about threw down with these people at the end of our block. Oh, my for God. Telling her that <laughs> our dog cannot pee out in this yard park area, which, again, we live in, like, apartments, I guess you could say. And at the end of the cul-de-sacs on every street, there's a little grass area. Prime for peeing. For prime dogs. for peeing or pooping. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that are on the first floor that have their balcony and their windows closest to this said area. Granted, I'd never go off the sidewalk. It's not like I'm walking amongst... Their, they don't have a yard. Yeah. You have no their yard. balcony. like Which is enclosed, and then they have their windows, and they seem to think that they... Wow, that dog is going at it. Yeah. Welcome to Mexico. Um, 
they seem to think that they don't want any pets to go. So they have their own sign attached to their wall on the exterior that says no pets. Like they don't want any pets near their house. So we kind of got into it this morning because Nina started to poop as I was standing on the sidewalk, which is still probably a good 20 feet from their yeah. balcony. And he was like, no, your dog can't go to the bathroom here. There's two spots over there. And I said, there's literally, I don't know if you can see this sign right here. There's from literally your balcony, a sign. From your balcony, that's right, here. right there. It's, it's, I could touch it. It's right here. That says, pick up after your fucking pets. So that's what I'm doing. You don't own this land. And they were like. She went real Native American on this. <laughs> you don't own this land. <laughs> this is our land. So I, I stepped onto the grass and then I was like, is this yours? Can I see it in writing somewhere? I was pissed. I was it's so, so fucking funny pissed. that they. <laughs> you mentioned to me that before, like somebody had said something, and I wasn't out there with you, and then for the next couple times, I go walking out there with you, and I don't know, we don't see them mm-hmm. or they don't say anything, whatever it is, and then you go out there again, and somebody says something, it's just like. You guys are pussies, you know. There was the both of them, man. the man and the female, yeah. both came out and they're like, no, no. Apparently they're crazy though. Yeah, so. I asked our neighbor who also has dogs, I was like, hey, what's up with these fucking people down the street? And he was like, okay. they're crazy, they're, they're crazy. They're and I was local. like, so what? he's like, I just don't go over there. I'm like, oh, so you let them win. Okay. And I told Amanda, here's the deal, man. <laughs> here's the deal, he man. He is going to poop over there every fucking day now. She only pees <laughs> over there and poops over there now, so... Go fuck yourself, because that's what you get. Assholes, I'm telling you. Um, what else happened? We went to a, another sweet cenote today, yep. which was awesome. I'll have a video up of that soon. What we was made it called? some uh, cenote cristalino. Cenote cristalino. It was a male cenote. As you can see, it ends in O, cristalino. Uh, made some, what were you going to say, friends? Yeah. Made some black friends there. Uh, I know you're surprised. There's black people here. They were older men. Older men. Um, one was named Chuck. One was named Mike. Mike mm-hmm. used to be in the NBA. Played for the Celtics in the 90s? and the Knicks. Yep. He is six eleven. Yep. He's like, uh, I'm sure we'll see you guys again. Yeah, I'm hard like, to miss. Like, yes, <laughs> you are, sir. You are big as shit. <laughs> he's a playa small. We'll see you around. Yeah. So super cool cenote though. A lot of awesome diving caves. It was just yeah really sweet time. And again, got there early so. Kind of beat the crowds. Mm-hmm. Then it packed up early or packed up late. So how much was that one? That one was 150 pesos. 150. Beca- because we had our resident card and we got 50 pesos off. It finally <laughs> finally paid off to get our resident yes. card. Yes. Getting the, the first time ever. Getting we got the cost to use of it. that resident card back. 50 <laughs> pesos back in our pockets. That's what I'm talking about. We spend it on tacos. Yep. (laughs) That leads me into my next point. We've basically been eating tacos every (laughs) night. And if I I get fat, y'all, this is why. I'm mad at it. Yeah, if you're going to turn into one of these normal Mexican ladies around (laughs) here that's like two times your size, and you're like, hey. I don't know how this happened. I feel you, lady. (laughs) I feel you. The tacos. tacos every night. Hey, son, it's. I mean, they're good, man. We uh, make yeah. our own. I we mean, go out and eat them. They're everything could be put into a taco. You're like anything you have. Mm-hmm. We eat peanut butter and jelly in a taco. Yep. Like yep. you could do anything with you it. You can do anything. So you, if you want to eat ice cream in your taco, just fry that taco up a little bit. Uh, that tortilla. <laughs> throw some honey and fucking caramel sauce on there. Put your ice cream in there. Taco ice cream. We have been I mean, eating like light, ta- light yeah, tortillas. Yeah, we try and get the light tortillas. 
Because good Lord, those ones that they are naturally making, though I'm sure they're better for you than... The stuff with all the other shit. Yeah. Them, yeah. I'm but, torn. Do I want the mm, low carb or the natural? You know what I'm not torn about is the corn tortillas. Get that fucking shit out of my face. But they're better I for you. I don't want corn tortillas. They're always small. They rip so easily. Yeah. The texture is not the same. I like my flour tortillas. Yeah. Uh, UFC was last night. That was solid. Mm-hmm. Max Holloway. Maxi. Staying blessed. Yeah. Uh, put it on Arnold Allen. Wasn't super Arnold. close. There was some crazy knee-to-face <laughs> knockouts. Two of them. S- exact same thing happened. <laughs> so that was wild. Um, if you're a UFC fan yeah. and you didn't see it, are you really a UFC fan? Well, I started a little earlier, I guess. Yeah, earlier for us. Yeah, if you live on the West Coast, I mean, um, you just jelly. have the prime advantages sports. for things. Yeah, like granted for our job, it sucked to be on the West Coast because all of our call, calls started like super early in the morning, seven thirty, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh god, I don't really want to be up right now. I could be doing other shit. Now we get up, hit the gym, get back, have the calls, all that stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, but anything on TV, sports like sports related. related Sucks. Especially when you're on the East Coast. Get the fuck out of here. At least we're in Central now, but yeah. it was, I mean, it, in November, it's going to go back. So. Yeah, not looking November forward to that. March. Um, and last thing, uh, our friends booked their flight to come see us in May. Boo-boo! Hell so yeah! that's going to be fun. Excited yep. for that. Yep, um, we're going to go to, t- we're going to spend a couple nights in Tulum, a yep. couple nights here at the house. They're going to go up to Cancun and then stay there for a couple days and then hit the flight out. So mm-hmm. super excited. We're going to order some stuff on Amazon so they can bring down with them. Yeah, because certain things here, just buying things, I'm assuming those things are shipping from America, from Probably. Amazon. So they just cost more, but literally everything costs more buying it on Amazon to be brought here. So... Yeah, yeah, if you come and see us, expect to bring some extra stuff down with you because we need certain things. Certain things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's go ahead and do. Highs and lows. Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? can start. Okay. Here we go. Tu puedes comenzar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi for the week. We had our first 10K week of business, <clears throat> which is, Fuck yeah. I think, in line for some DJ horn. Definitely calls for some DJ horns. Definitely calls for some DJ horn. Uh, 10K in a week is... It's a pretty big deal. Yes. Get a new little plaque um, from the company because doing 10K in a week is a big deal. Um, it's a big deal for a couple of reasons. One, we made a good chunk of money. Mm-hmm. And two, that means we helped a lot of families. Yep. So that's awesome. Uh, that was normally our goal for the month. Yeah. Yeah. Normally we shoot for a 10K month goal, which, you know, we hit every month. But to do it in a week... It's fucking rad. New level achieved. We also locked in our promotion yes. of 100%. So now we make 100% of what we sell, yeah. which is cool. We gave her, well, Sean, with his excellent work, 
Um, yeah, now we get 5% more for doing the same amount of work. 5% more. So since we started in the company, we now make 20% more than we did at when we first started. Yep. We got well, a 20% raise in just over a year. Yeah. 20%. Technically 30%, but... Technically 30 because they gave everybody in the 10%. company a 10% raise. So. so, yeah, pretty cool. I don't know the last... <laughs> I don't know any other company that gives their people 20% raises in a year. So if you would like a 20% raise, come on over. show you how to do it. Yeah. Uh, also, our friend Ray got her first promotion. Yep. So she just earned her first 5% promotion. Yep. So love it when we see in our, our people win. Uh, second thing would be my low. Mm-hmm. And my low, honestly, don't really have a low because it's been a pretty solid week. Nice. Besides the fact that our internet issues has still been something of a problem. Yeah. But we'll get that figured out. So, you know, it can't all be perfect. But yeah. I would say that's about it. About yourself. Nice, baby. Um, I would say that my high is already noted um, that Nina's skin is getting better. Yes. Because that was very upsetting to be watch her be so uncomfortable and not know what to do. Um, so I'm really glad that they got her back on antibiotics. Um, she goes back Wednesday for her test, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but at least she is in the short term getting better and that makes me happy yes and the fact that you did 10k week so that's good too that's obviously a very big win i would say that my low my low is that my job has basically confirmed that they're not going to allow me to work out here past the already predetermined 90 days um Another person on within our group, not our immediate group, but the out, outer ring, they quit. So um, some of the other team members were hoping that that would be a persuading factor to allow them to have me stay on. It doesn't look that way. They're like, hey, listen, I see that you've been working here for 13 years. You've been extremely loyal, yada, yada, yada. You do a whole lot for the company. You're pretty much indispensable. We're going to have to not continue on with this because you decide to move to Mexico. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's not cool, but I'm trying to look at it as an event. That's not cool. That's not cool. Um, but you know what? I really, I really, really love your company. I'm excited to be more involved. I'm, it's a little scary to be honest, cause I've had the same job for half of my life basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for new beginnings. Our the freedom, the support, the positive um, aura that your company gives off. Yeah. I'm excited. Be able to do a lot more, tune into a lot more calls, just be more involved. And uh, I'm excited because so that's I think you're really good at this. And I think you have the ability to, you know, we have the ability to really reach make our goals this, now. Yeah, really make this like <clears throat> the strong force yep. like that it's meant to be and I, I feel like I can really help you get to the next spot, hopefully. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> it will be I'm either going to ruin it or make it a whole lot better. We'll see. No, just it, kidding. <laughs> it, 
Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move on to... <laughs> From the entire Channel 4 News team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. Alrighty, San Diego. I've got a sweet little article in the news for you. This is actually very interesting stuff. I'm always looking for interesting things that are going to help me learn and potentially grow as a non-parent, hopeful soon-to-be parent. So the topic of today's discussion is five messages from your tween they want you to hear. Mm. So we all know that that is like the hardest stage to deal with for people, not because we have kids, but because at some point in time we were tweens. Mm -hmm. And I recall that being my parents' least favorite time of (laughs) my childhood growing up. Because you just kind of become this person where you're like, why the fuck am I listening to this person? I'm the boss. Or what, like, what age is considered tween? I would say like, like well, I guess once you get into your later teens, you're really... But is it like 12 like to 14 up, or something? Tween is like 9 oh. to 12. Oh, I was still really good then. Were you? Yeah. Hmm. Well. I was going to church camps and all that. Ugh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, this article says it's a four-minute read, so buckle up because oh this my. is going to be 15 <laughs> oh minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so five messages from your tween they want you to hear. Is your child aged between 9 and 12, the between years? Um, this lady wrote this award-winning parenting educator, and Michelle Mitchell wrote this awesome article, and I'm going to read it to you. So 567 tweens participated in, in she wrote it, in first person. So 567 tweens participated in my 2020 anonymous survey and chose to answer the optional questions. What is one thing you wished all adults knew about life as a tween? If your child was asked this question, how do you think they would answer? They might wish adults knew that kids who were 10 shouldn't go to bed at the same time as siblings who are seven. Or kids who don't like broccoli should never be made to eat it. That is the important stuff that characterizes much of our tween's heads. This is the important stuff that characterizes much of our tween's headspace. However, I wonder if we were to probe a little deeper, would there be one thing that your child wishes that they could tell you but can't quite manage to communicate? Do you think there is anything that they would find difficult to talk about or intentionally hide because of fear or shame? You're going to read the whole thing word for word? Yeah, it's not that long. This is super interesting stuff to me. Yeah. Apparently not to Amanda. I mean, it it absolutely is. I mean, this is part of the story then. Buckle up and shut the fuck up. Like I told you, it's going to take 15 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Below, I'll share the findings. So, message number one. Life is harder than you realize. Tweens believe life was harder for them than their parents acknowledged, and they felt their challenges were minimized. Comments like these caught my attention. It's not how they think it is. Everything is hard, and I wish they knew how hard it is to get used to changes that when we don't know what's happening, more things are put on our plate. Um, So I thought that was interesting. Life is harder than you realize. What changes are they going through that they don't know about? That's what I I have to ask. 
you know, I don't know. Maybe it's uh Is it puberty? Like yeah, your puberty feelings? changes? Do you not or? know how to handle your emotions because now they're fucking all over the place? Yeah, and if you're <laughs> like, a man there or a, a young boy, they are Or is it the raging? unaware like is that the puberty talk where maybe their parents didn't prep them and they really don't know what's going on? It's a good question. Yeah. Very good question. Message number two. I am no longer a kid. Maybe they had the puberty talk and now they're at this stage. You're definitely still a kid. Tweens voiced a strong desire to be taken more seriously by the world around them and not to be overlooked or dismissed because of their age. I feel like that's a super important thing when dealing with kids. Like you have to make them feel like their voice matters. Yeah. And that, you know, they're respected. Um, Obviously, again, fine line of discipline and age appropriate respect. Yeah. But you definitely want your kids to feel like they're heard because if they don't feel like they're then heard, they're, yeah. then they're not coming to you. Exactly. Um, I noticed that they felt like they had significant ideas to share while only being recognized as children. Uh, my concern is if tweens don't have a meaningful place to contribute now, how will they build the confidence to make more significant tribu- contributions as they get older? Yeah, so definitely don't want to downplay their significant in the fam- significance in the family. What's wrong with about still... I mean, I guess in what my question is, in what regards do they feel like they're being treated as a child? Because they are a child still. Yeah, I'm sure this is all very situational. And again, it's coming from your kids. So who think they know everything? I thought I knew everything. I mean, how much weight does that like you're like, well, obviously, I'm not giving you a decision in what car I like. (laughs) It's. I'm sure it's between different certain things. Like, hey, why don't I get a say on when I get to go to bed? Like, just that open line of communication. I'm like, oh, you can get a say. Go ahead. Say what you think. And then I'll tell you why I think you need to go to bed at this time. But, again, maybe they're just not being heard. Maybe they don't want to eat their broccoli. They're like, I fucking hate broccoli. I felt bad. I'm not being heard. Yeah. Okay. Message three. You are missing stuff. Although it broke my heart, I was not surprised to hear tweens emphasize that their parents were missing stuff. When I walk through a primary school playground, I'm often shocked at the teenage-liked themes I hear. I know that parents have no idea of the real content of these conversations and the pressure of kids under to engage in them. Comments like, you think we're okay, but we aren't. And there's a lot more bad things out there than they think. Expressed a real cry for support. Um, that's sad. I imagine a lot of that stuff has to do with social media and stuff today. Yeah, like it's just got to be so much. The bullying yeah. online, I couldn't even imagine having to deal with that. Being a sensitive teen, and you're so dependent on what the outside world thinks about you at that age. Especially if you're a girl. I mean, yeah. that's why the depression levels are so high it's in definitely. girls these days. I would have hated to be, a, I mean, what we had, MySpace in high school. Yeah, I was going to say that was late. That was late in, later in our child lives. So for kids who are like 10, 11, 12. Yeah, to have access to all that stuff now, you don't have the emotional capacity, one, to make rational decisions. You're being influenced by all these other things. And yeah, that's that's very difficult. And I that's something that I worry about. So this one's interesting. We might always disagree about screens, 
Technology was a central theme of tween's frustration. P.S. Feelings are often mutual. Emphasis was placed on parents' alleged lack of understanding of how central technology is to tweens, social status, and life. As adults, we know there are some very real legitimate reasons why we say no to screen time. For this reason, I'd like to suggest that we might always have different views about technology. My concern is if we don't take the lead, tween's natural desire to charge ahead may lead them into dangerous waters. The screen thing is going to be so difficult, and I think that was one of the reasons why we moved out of the States and to somewhere else, because I think we've seen a lot of babies when traveling with mm-hmm. families and stuff. Yeah. And very, very rarely, unless they're Asian, usually it's Chinese, but very rarely are you seeing other kids on planes or just wherever they're at, at dinner, whatever, with screens. Mm-hmm. It's just a different way that people do things in the U.S. And it's one of my least favorite things about, like, parenting. Though it's the easy way, and I understand, like, that's, I don't have kids, so I don't know that difficulty. Yeah. But I know that my parents didn't have screens to give us. Right. I know that their parents didn't have screens to give them. And I think that most people consider people from our generation and before to be a little bit more when when they're saying screen time i mean are they talking about like social media or is it like watching things on youtube like i would imagine anything just like because i don't think kids i don't think preteens should have access to social media and like instagram and stuff like that like i don't think balin and noah and ari like are today's my niece's yesterday was my niece's eighth birthday and i know she doesn't have a phone and my 11-year-old nephew has one, but only, like, three people are allowed to text him. Um, Balin, she's 13. 13. Um, she had a phone. I think he got taken away. I think she has it now. But it's, like, Wi-Fi only. iMessages only. Like. <laughs> yeah. I, when did you get your first phone? Um... It was sophomore year in high school because I needed to be able to reach my senior brother for getting together to ride home. Yeah, I had And my parents were 18, or my parents, my brothers were both 18 when they got their first cell phone. But because I was a year younger than everyone in my grade, like my parents had this fine like line debate of like, well, she's a sophomore, she's 15, like, ugh. And my brother's like, what the fuck? I had to wait till 18. I'm like, yeah, but I can't find your brother, like Keith. That's crazy. You know, so it was this weird. That seems late, but like, that seems How late. old are you? I think I was probably in either seventh or eighth grade. Oh my God, what? So you're like 12 or 13? Yeah, 12 or 13. I think maybe eighth grade. Because what, you're 13 in 8th grade, you're 14, 15, 16, 17 in high school? In 8th grade, I, Actually, I was I turned 18 12 and, and 13. In my senior year, so I was probably 13 turning 14 in 8th grade. Yeah, and so I was a freshman at like the week. I was 13, and then I turned 14 the first That's week right, of school. So young. Yeah, so I was literally a year younger than everyone else, so... But yeah, again, also our phones didn't do shit back then. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what 
am I going to do play Junior, fucking snake all day? <laughs> I'm more than welcome. I'm more than happy to get our child a Nokia phone. I'll oh. even get you a fucking razor, my friend. Because good luck getting on the internet. There is no internet. Never heard of it before. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's... A communication phone is one thing. A computer is another. Yeah. Those were not computers. Yeah, so I'm... Those were phones. I'm really curious, the, the children in, in this article, in what aspect of screen time are they concerned about? Is it the access to talk to their friends or is it... Oh gosh, it's gotta the, be just the watching the vi- like the videos. Like. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's everything. Really. Yeah, so I would really like to know that if you're a teen or tween, yeah, if you're tween is obsessed with screen time, what are they doing on there? I'm genuinely curious. I mean, how many kids are doing Snapchat things now and stuff like? Oh yeah, fucking fucking. TikTok. Even when you're ki- like, uh, your niece, they just want to use the filters. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So again, that's screen time and that's creating those bad habits i know i'm on mine way too much and i hate it i'm like well i'm always doing business stuff mm-hmm. yeah well i'd like to chuck it in the fucking ocean <laughs> yeah. um the last one number five i told you this would take 15 okay. minutes that's okay it's interactive now i'm okay well of course it was going to be interactive <laughs> you think i was just going to read through the whole thing without stopping and talking <laughs> god what am i married to a tween <laughs> i have the rationale number five it's time to start knocking Heads. No, just knocking. Um, when tweens begin or when tweens begin to need more privacy, ho, oh, most parents respect and welcome it as a sign of growing up. However, when they begin to desire space from adult supervision, it poses a new range of dilemmas. While our tweens are pushing for all the trimmings that come with growing up, such as catching a bus on their own or shopping alone with friends. Their limited life experiences leaves them vulnerable. My concern is that if we are not willing to enter age-appropriate negotiations as they grow up, they may begin to hide unsafe behavior. Wow. I think that's spot on. I mean, I feel like you have to have that open communication with your kids. Um, I mean, if you're having a, I guess... As a tween, you're probably still not having a girl or a boy of the opposite sex over to the house. But I don't know. I mean... If you are, they're just coming over to have dinner and yeah. then they go or like, hey, you guys are going to watch a movie and we'll clean the kitchen in the background, you know, yeah. or something, you know, like... But, I mean, just setting that where it's like, hey, I want to go to the movies with my friends. Did you... I think even at 12, my parents might have dropped me off at the movies. I maybe saw a movie with my friends mm-hmm. or something. But I was also very mature at a young age. And I had an older sister, so I would often hang around her and her, you know, two-year-older friends. Mm-hmm. And, again, you just didn't want to be thinked as thought as some little kid. So you try and be mature and things like that. And... I don't know if that's uh, if, if that's I said I was going to the movies, there's a 50 50 chance that I was actually going to the movies. And that's what parents worry about. <laughs> I know. And I'm afraid of for it. That's why I'm part of me is like, but oh, that's because okay. your parents had a much more strict <laughs> rope on you. But it's so funny to think about because 
they were so strict, but yet I had all of these opportunities. Like, Oppor- I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to do this. I'm going to sneak out. And then I just, they're like, okay, yeah, sure. Go spend the night at so-and-so's house. I'm like, oh, we're going to get fucked up tonight. Like, That's because they trusted you and you took advantage of it. And that's why I think it got worse when you got older. Because they started to realize the things that you were doing that you shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, probably. I mean, they trusted you. It's terrifying. Yeah. I'm terrified. And that's why I think you have to have that open line of communication with your kids. You'd be like, hey, listen, I was a badass kid when I was growing up doing things that I told my parents I wasn't doing. And seeing, like, just be honest with me. I'm not going to let you do everything that you want to do, but understand that it's for a good reason. Mm-hmm. I have your best interest at heart. I'm going to let you do a lot of things. And some of those things you're probably going to get in trouble doing. Because you're going to push them further than they should go. But I'm going to give you that rope. And my dad would always tell me that. I'm going to give you enough rope just to hang yourself with. It's like, hey, man, until you give me reason not to trust you, I'm going to trust you. I can honestly say, like, a part of me has always not wanted to have children because I'm afraid of having a, a teenager like I was, and it literally turns me off to the whole idea of having kids. Really? I've never had that fear. Like, it it literally, like, I have a knot in my stomach right now just thinking about it. Like, I would just rather a part of me for the longest time was like, if I never have kids, it's not a problem because I never have to deal with it. That's like, so interesting. I it's making me emotional right now. Like, I'm th- fucking, I'm terrified, but I'm like, okay, well, if I, we're going to do this with anyone, it's obviously going to be with you who had the best parents and you turned out fantastic. But I'm honestly, I'm I'm so scared. But that's the thing. I had great <laughs> parents and I still did a lot of asshole things as a kid. I did a lot less than my sister did because I learned from watching her make those yeah. mistakes. Um, you didn't get that at all with Shane. And then with Keith was just like a totally different story. <laughs> so you're like, wow, I know not to go to the absolute extreme of things. But yeah. it we're going to go through those things. Mm-hmm. Nobody has kids that, that just grow perfect. up and they're like, wow, that was a cakewalk. Yeah. Like, I expect that stuff to happen. But again, if you lay down all of these things and the lines of communication are open, there's going to be less chance that, you know, you're dealing with a real asshole fucking kid. Yeah. God. I'm more concerned about our kid being Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Because, like, he just comes out and he's bad or something. You're like, oh, well, I didn't even do anything. You're just a bad, a bad yeah, seed. Yeah, that's definitely scary, too. Now I got to love you and hide the bodies with you. And <laughs> fuck, this is tough. Oh, <laughs> but, my God. Yeah, it's, it's scary. But, uh, again, I think we have a great base. I think we have solid support. Yeah. We Obviously, do. our kids will be climbing on tables because my fucking parents. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not down for that. No, I'm not down for that. <laughs> sister's kids climb on the coffee table. I'm tables. like watching these videos like, I probably would have done this a little differently. But it's so funny. Like, <laughs> Alexi's in this chair, this rocking chair that goes back and forth. And she's like, Alexi, you Just saw what happened to your sister the other week. She tipped over and she like. Knocked it over and hit her head or something. Just like filming while the yep. chaos is happening. Yeah. <laughs> so again, we're going to let you push the limits. <laughs> Luckily, kids are super malleable and, you know, flexible and yeah, they'll be stuff okay. like that. So if they get hurt, they'll bounce back. Whew. 
See, I think that turned out well. Yeah. All righty. Well, I think it's time to uh, ask the listeners. This leads pretty well into our last conversation that we were just having. Uh So the question that I sent out to the listeners was, in your household, what age was it okay for your kids to start having a drink? Oh, to have a drink. Yes. So, I've got some answers here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to... No names. Disclose names, except for Kat, because Kat... (laughs) We know how you feel. <laughs> so, uh, in this Yeah, let us know. Text us if you don't want us to say your name. And on these. Yeah. Well, I'll say Kat responded. Okay. Um, this person goes, that's a hard one for me to answer. I feel that younger kids who have the opportunity to have a glass of wine or whatever here and there are more responsible with alcohol later on. But my kid is completely uninterested in even trying it. It's never came up. I've asked if she wants to try things here and there, but she always gives me a dirty look. (laughs) (laughs) You know I'm not supposed (laughs) to be having (laughs) that. She goes, I even tell my kid that she can say bad words if she wants, and she, like, gets super upset with me about it. She's like, which is crazy because I curse all the time. Which is so funny. You're like, no, you could say it. She's like, like no, I'm not, I'm not supposed for that. to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This person says, depending on maturity and their own curiosity, I let them try around 17 to 18. This person said, I didn't drink until 21. So I know my answer is unrealistic. Mm. On the other what hand. Is that, my brother? <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, my spouse would say probably 18. Uh, this person said, maybe. By 18, they're already out of the house. Sometimes. I moved out at 17. We'll talk about our personal opinions here after we talk about all of these because I think some of them, as I read them, kind of helped change my opinion. I'm like water, my friends. Very... Go with the flow. Yeah, just (laughs) see what works. Often change my opinion on things. Uh, This person said, maybe teens, depending on maturity level. I'd much rather try a drink at home. I'd much rather them try a drink at home in a controlled environment. Uh, This person said... Um, in my opinion, it's based off of maturity and the ability to tell the truth. Uh, this person said, I say 16 to 18. That's when my parents would let me try stuff, but only at home. And then this person said, like alcohol, I have to wait and see how this kid, these kids mature before I even think of that. Um, this person said one glass of champs to Champagne, Mm. um, chumps to cheers on a special occasion as a teen is okay. Otherwise, not until 21 or out of the house with the emphasis that safety is always first. Any age, always call me for help. Most important thing. Mm. This person wrote a long one, but my opinion, I'm not sure. I would be okay with underage drinking. I grew up in a household that was very strict and religious, Mormon. No alcohol, no pot, no nothing. So when I turned 18, I moved out. I went hardcore, drinking and partying, trying different drugs like Molly, acid, shrooms, Coke, etc. I plan to educate my child more about the effects on the body and how it can affect your relationships and jobs. Uh, we are very open, so I hope she will be honest. I think drinking is more socially accepted than it should be. I th- it's 
poison to the body. I don't drink anymore because it makes me really sick. Um, and she goes on about a few other things. So that was interesting. Uh, there's two more here. 21, but that's a lot. 21, but there's a lot of addiction in my family, so I'm cautious with substances. I'll pick them up drunk at any age and make sure that they are safe. But in my home, 21. And then the last one. Okay, so I want to preface that alcoholism runs in deep in my family. I think it's very important to be honest about these type of things with your kids. So I talk to them about dangers a lot and also show responsibility if I choose to drink around my kids. Example, I'm not drinking and driving, knowing my limit, and not getting <clears throat> shit-faced in front of my children. I think it's crazy. I used to be given drinks at 12, but that's from a family of alcoholics, so I don't really know the right answer. I would say it depends on the kid, but then again, the kid could be like, well, my parents let me drink at home, so why not elsewhere? Maybe senior year of high school with lots of open communication with uh, repercussions of drinking outside the home. Actually, this is the last one because I, I read that and I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah. that makes sense. And then this one. Okay, so one of my fondest memories was my dad, rest his soul, would sneak taste of beer to me when I was a kid. And I felt so cool to be with him and doing it at the time. It was literally like a bonding thing. He'd be drinking a beer while cooking on the grill. And we'd be out there with my uncles and cousins. And he'd say, hey, you want a sip? I always did, too. <laughs> He's like, that old English uh, hits different. So once I became 18, they let me go to Cancun for a senior trip, knowing good and well that I'd be drinking down there. They had already done a great job raising me and teaching me responsibility, so they trusted me. I never drank with them before 21, but that was just the right thing. Even when I moved away at 18 and got my own place, um, they knew I drank here and there, but again, they taught me responsibility, so I was okay. But with that being said, 21 is 21, so it depends on the parents and how the kids are raised. I think I knew I wasn't supposed to before 21, but I was responsible and mature enough to do it before then. Yeah. Where are your thoughts at on how you would handle it and then what your situation was? Um, gosh, well, I know that, um, where I don't know what, what side I want to begin with. So I know that my family has a history of drinking and, you know, some sort of addiction. Um, as far as like my mom's house, I don't remember them ever really drinking in front of us. Um, and then my dad would, I feel like he would occasionally be like, Hey, do you want a sip of this? But he never really drank beer. So I don't know where I'm getting this back, like this flashback of like me trying beer at a young age. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know. Um, maybe I dreamt it because a lot of my past memories <laughs> might not dreaming. be real. <laughs> um, Gosh, yes. I wasn't really exposed to that much alcohol that I can think of. I think my dad used to drink when I was there at his house on the weekends, but I don't really remember consistent memories of like, hey, like, and it, I don't even know what age I, the first time I sipped 
was. But I will say I did go to uh, Rocky Point when I was 16 and I went with my neighbors across the street, their family, and I came back and I told my mom that I had beer. And so I had I had beer there, but it was in front of the parents. One of the parents is the one that gave it to me. We were all sitting there, like, and she was just like, okay, thanks for telling me. So even if I would sneak out and I would drink in high school and I came back, and whether it was me being hungover or I threw up or just whatever, like felt terrible. Anytime that I told my mom that I snuck out and I drank, I never got in trouble. It would always be like, okay, don't tell your dad. And I really hope that you don't do this again. And then I would do it again, probably because I didn't get in trouble. I don't know. But it was always a, it was always like a, if you do something you're not supposed to, I promise that I'm not going to re like, I'm not going to make you regret telling me Mm -hmm. like that was kind of where my mom's stance was. And that was something that I really respected from her because I knew regardless of what I said. You're like, I'm in a safety zone. I'm telling you what happened. Yeah, like, yeah, but, you know, that has its own conflicts when it, in itself. Um, as far as what I think for our children, I wouldn't be opposed, like, I wouldn't give them, like, a full beer in, you know, sophomore year like if you want to have a sip of mine or whatever I'm drinking you know a sip or two at the time but I'm not going to give you a full serving um that's kind of my thoughts on it maybe if we're you know new year's we're having champagne they can have like you know a little glass of champagne if we're doing a toast like that if they're at the mature level um but I do think it's going to depend on the child so what are your thoughts with the European style of kids having wine with dinner and stuff. Like, obviously, young kids, much younger than being in high school, are having wine with dinner and whatnot. And are they doing it every early. day there? Like, what ounce serving size are they getting? I think there's a lot of questions question. before I, I could answer that. Guarantee it's not a sip. I'm sure they're not having a sip in the body of Christ with maybe their uh maybe if it's like a one ounce pour I don't I don't know I still feel like I don't want just because the fact that alcohol is a poison to the body I don't want them to get used to that uh, that habit of of drinking every day Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely don't know if they do it every day there yeah so I, uh, I have questions but I feel like if hey like you know new year's or you know, 4th of July, like, oh, we're all going to have a toast. Like, then I feel like maybe, but you have to, I feel like because the rest of the world has an 18 drinking age, well, in a lot of other countries, Mm -hmm. then I feel like if we want our kids to be global people, which I do, then I feel like we have to prepare them. You are killing, I feel like you are saying it so many times. (laughs) Are you drunk? Have you been drinking? <laughs> I just have so many thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I want them to be prepared for the real world. And in situations, if they're traveling, just like your friend said, went to Cancun at 18. Obviously, we know our kids are going to drink if they go a place like that. And obviously, we're going to want them to be travel and be safe while they're doing it. So mm-hmm. I just feel like sending some really important ground rules. But... I definitely think 18 would be fairly appropriate just because 
well, who knows what country we're going to be living in at that point anyways, you know. Yeah. Sorry, that was a lot of words. It was. I she don't basically know wrote that article that I was just, she was so <laughs> concerned know. about me reading. It was a four-minute article. My response was 10 minutes. Except there was no communication. It was just one way. Yep. Look who's laughing now. Now the turntables. <laughs> now the turntables. What are your thoughts, babe? Um, you know, I can't quite recall what my situation was like growing up. I know my parents definitely drink more now than they did oh. then. <laughs> But that makes sense because they're like, you don't want this. Like your friend said, I don't want to see your kids getting or like, I'm not going to get shit faced in front of our kids. Yeah. So if you feel I'm uh, out of control now, trust me, it's only going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) And then worse. And then worse worse when they're out of the house. (laughs) So I feel like I'm going to steal your your verbiage there that my dad let me have some sips of beer when I was growing up. Um, Don't really recall what age but i'm pretty sure i started going to like high school parties when i was like 16 or something like that and probably had some drinks then but i also had a lot to lose growing up because i played basketball and that was something that i was very into and that i knew was going to take me places and you know get me scholarship and stuff so i was very uh, afraid of no (laughs) i got a scholarship i know so just telling you what happened here, <laughs> but uh, just wave my hand around. Um, <laughs> swirling a glass of wine. Yeah, it's just swirling my, <laughs> my sifting my, my whiskey. Um, but yeah, there was just there was things to lose, and my parents had kind of you know they taught us about drinking, and they yeah they definitely taught us about consequences, and so it was one of those things like hey man, when you go to parties and stuff. I can't stop you from doing the things that you're going to do. But if I educate you, I tell you about these things and you realize, Hey, if I fuck up, I have the ability to lose all of this thing that I worked so hard to build. Like that's up to you again. I'm going to give you the leash, the rope, do what you want with it. Mm -hmm. So I definitely drank before I was 21. Um, and then, Obviously, you go on trips, like you said, senior trips, different stuff like that, and uh, your parents know that you're drinking, but uh, they they trusted me, and they trusted, like, again, we've taught you what alcohol is and that it's not, you know, a game. It's not something to, you know, brag about. It's just like, hey, this is you do this at certain times. And one of my parents' big things was be an adult about the decisions that you make. You want to you be treated like an adult. Yeah, you got to act like an adult. So they told me with the cursing thing. They're like, you can curse when you feel like it's an appropriate time. And I didn't for the longest time because I didn't know when an appropriate time was, <laughs> which obviously was not an appropriate time. So yeah. I definitely had beers at the house before, like when I was like, you know, 17, 18 and stuff. My dad would let me have a, a beer at the house and whatnot, drink with the family, whatever. Outside of that, they wouldn't let me drink in front of other people yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's all going to be situational. Yeah, because I remember I graduated high school at 17 and then like four days later, I spent three months with my aunt and we were went to all these countries and the drinking age was 18. So if, and she is a big wine person and I remember being on the airplane, like ordering Singapore slings and, you know, having wine at lunch and stuff like or Singapore dinner. Singapore slings on the plane? Or Singapore Airlines? Yeah. 
So like we have to have these. Yeah. So I remember drinking there and I was with her. I mean, they lived in the countries where people were drinking 18 and I was just a couple months away. Yeah. I think it's heavy on the educational portion of it because it is so bad for you and it is so yes. widely accepted. Yeah. It's just like you need to teach your kids about it. Like you would teach them about drugs. Trust me, not all drugs are bad, but you got to be smart. It's yeah. got to be moderation. You have to be safe. Like, and you shouldn't be doing them at certain ages. Like yeah. shouldn't be smoking weed when you're 15. Like there's just things right. that you shouldn't be doing at certain ages because your brain's not developed. Yeah. And I don't want you fucking yourself up. Exactly. But alrighty. Okay. Um, we're on the same page. Quick overseas parenting fact. Here we go. Here it is. It's time for that super sweet overseas parenting fact of the week. Super sweet. We're going back to the U.S. We did a super old one last time, I think from the 1930s. Like baby cages? Yep, baby cages. Okay. We're going to up this one to the 40s. Oh. So parents went to great lengths in the 1940s to curb thumb sucking. How do you think they did it? How do you think they got their kids to stop sucking their thumbs? Put something terrible tasting. Tar or something. <laughs> One product made with nail polish peppered with capsicum and uh, acetone, which is a flammable liquid, was put on the baby's thumb to stop that habit. How are you making that concoction? Pepper, acetone, and... No, 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 not pepper. Nail polish. Rem like no, What's capsicum? Isn't that pepper? What is... Uh, no, it's oh. peppered with capsicum. Oh. So like... Oh. Um, Dashed. Yeah. Eel. So that had to be not good. No, that's no bueno for the baby. <laughs> but I think back in the 40s, you were probably also smoking while pregnant. And drinking. So couldn't be that bad. Um, Yikes. Yeah, so. So about I, what I imagined. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say that was uh, a wicked sweet thing that you should do with your child, no. but uh, how are people handling thumb sucking now? I always wonder because I know that pushes your teeth out. Nobody wants Does a it? massive Is overbite. Is that scientifically proven? I mean, it has to be. Your teeth are so, like, plus it's your baby teeth, so it doesn't really matter. I would imagine, like, gloves or something. Gloves? Like, some type of glove that they yeah. can't take, like, like the baby's hand hands can't like take off. Uh, or toddlers, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I would imagine. I've yeah, never looked put, into any of this. I don't know. Put disgusting <laughs> tasting things on their thumbs. I guess that's one way to do it, though. Yeah. You just like get a sauce that they really don't like, and you would think of a sauce. What's a, <laughs> what's a sweet sauce that nobody likes? You and your sauces. I love sauces. Well, it is time for. I love the 90s, and we're going to do our parent test. Sorry, guys. I really went off on that alcohol tangent. Dude, not even drunk. Could you imagine if you were drunk when you were doing that? Gosh. I would have killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since we did the quizzes last week, we're going to do another quiz again. Oh. And I am sure you are not going to get oh, these right. Oh, boy. There's one in here that you have to get. Okay. Well, don't say your expectations too high. All right. So, I love the 90s. I haven't been doing any of the the little screen things here. Sorry, YouTube people. You get the deal. All right. Question one. What? What's the infamous? 
Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Here's a question. Here's the answer. What's the infamous haircut inspired by a must bowl cut C TV sitcom? This is one of your favorite shows growing up. Mm-hmm. The infamous haircut. From one of my favorite shows. It's based off of a person's name. What age are we talking about here? To show that only white people watch. Friends. Okay. It's the infamous haircut. Oh, the Jennifer Anderson out. haircut. Yes. <laughs> and what was it called? Because it wasn't called the Jennifer Anderson haircut. Oh, fuck. I don't know. The Rachel. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You say she's a fan and she doesn't even know her name. I haven't watched that show in 20 years. (laughs) Disgrace white people everywhere. All right. This one's going to be tough for you. What's the first animated feature film nominated for a best picture Oscar? It's a Disney movie. The first? The first animated feature film to be nominated for best picture oscar what's considered a feature film like a normal movie just think about the hit disney movies monsters inc no is that animated yes well before monsters inc's time (laughs) oh what beauty and the beast Mm mm-hmm Oh, I guess when I think of animation, I think of like the claymation. So I don't know what I to me, Beauty and the Beast is just like a regular Disney movie. Is that considered? <laughs> it's considered animation because it's a cartoon. Yeah, I think of okay. I think of like the digitized. Well, okay. <laughs> Whew. All right, folks, we're uh, <laughs> struggling here a little Why bit. Why did you just say what's the first Disney movie to win a? Because it's animated. There's other Disney movies that weren't, I'm sure that weren't. Not in the animated. 90s. I don't know, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. All right. There's not a chance you're getting this one because Gosh. you did not listen to this person. What was the first rap song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100? What year? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Didn't, didn't say. But, uh, yeah, I think outside the box here. The first rap song? The first rap song, but think outside the box. Someone I don't listen to that rap. Not a chance. He's much more like you than he is like me. (laughs) 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 Five seconds. I don't know. Ice, ice, baby. Oh, Vanilla Ice. The first rap song to hit the Billboard. Number one on the Billboard Top 100. All right. Last question. There's a chance that you might get this. Probably not. What, love the confidence, (laughs) what reality TV program was considered to be the first of its kind? So reality TV. When you think of reality TV, Um, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Jim Tan... Laundry. Before that. Before Jersey Shore. Yes. Well before Jersey Shore. Reality TV. Mm-hmm. Is it the kids setting up their kids or the parents setting up their kids with other kids? 
the TV show. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Ugh. Or like the the what's the one with the van and it had um next was not yeah next, next. okay no. then this I don't know way before that before too. that reality TV show Dave Chappelle had it in one of his skits. It's not Dave Chappelle. No. <laughs> had it in one of his skits. Oh, the real world. Thank oh, you. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is right. <laughs> I never oh, watched it. My, <laughs> my next one was be Fear Factor. <laughs> ah, that was tough. Fear Factor. What a great show. I Alrighty. didn't watch that either. It is time for Gosh. That was that was tough. I mean, I feel like you did pretty decent. You kinda got the ones that I gave you the hard hints about, but uh this is your time to shine. Take oh it away on our episode of The Parent Test. Okay, here we go. Second episode of the semifinals. So the first group moved on. Now they're on the second group where they're going to pick one family to go to the next level. So these ones, they had the strict family, the free range family, and the high achievement family. So the first test that they did was called Stranger Danger. Stranger Every danger. parent's fucking worst nightmare. They had an actor. So they had sent the children to play in the playground themselves or with the sibling mm-hmm. and they sent an actor with a really cute dog to go say hi and then give the old oh she just had puppies they're right around the corner do you want to come see the puppies as the parents were in a car nearby watching on an ipad and this episode is hard tough yeah for sure it's hard not even having kids, this was tough because I Just, mean, we've talked about this before yeah. because they did this with the, they did a very similar thing with other, uh, some of the other kids. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of already discussed this, but yeah, very real, very scary. Yeah. So the first one was the high achievement. Um, he has just the one son and the guy came up to him and I guess the kid, the son they're gonna get a puppy soon so he was like oh i'm gonna get a a puppy soon and i'm gonna name her coco and da, da, da. And the guy was like oh she just had you know they're just right around the corner do you want to come see the puppies and he says out loud to himself i was meant to stay here like he just kind of mumbled it to himself like i think i was meant to stay here well then these other kids that weren't they were not part of the skit at all not actors, just other kids that happened to hear this man say, oh, I have puppies. So they walked up and they're like, oh, yeah, puppies. Can we see them? First of all, what the fuck? How are you, did your parents not teach you about stranger danger? You're going up to some man that wasn't even soliciting to you. I want to see your puppies. You're like, uh, yeah, he's probably like, I'm an actor. Um, yeah, what exactly. do I do here? <laughs> exactly. Um, so he kept saying like, hey, do you want to come see the puppies? And then so the son eventually goes. No, not really. And then a minute later, the dad comes, sits on the swings with him, and he goes, hey, dad, I have to tell you something that happened. Granted, this son is eight. I think he's eight. Elias. Yeah, I think he's or eight. Or Eli, what, Elon. Elon. Um, yeah, he was like, dad, I have to tell you what happened. Some man just came up to me and said that there was dogs and puppies and asked me if I wanted to go. Great, great response from this kid. Every parent's word, I mean, like, most desired outcome one he said no and then he immediately told you about the situation mm-hmm. so that one was excellent um the next family was the strict 
the strict parents. So this was only one daughter. I know they have like six kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, she was around the same age, probably. She was like eight. Yeah, yeah. So around the same age. Playing on a playground by herself, though. No other kids or yeah. anything there. There's no one around. Um, and then a guy comes and he's like, hey, she's had puppies. Do you want to come? Do you want to come see them? And she she goes, oh, I already saw the puppies around here, this corner. Oh, I already saw them, so I'm okay. Yeah. So she was like petting the dog at first yeah. and giving him some treats. And then the guy's like, yeah, you should come check out these puppies. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, uh, then she kind uncomfortable. Of, yeah. And she's like, all right, homie. Um, Back. No, those dogs, I already saw those puppies. Yeah, they were great. Um, yeah. He's like, okay, well, you know, ends up leaving. He's but, like, okay, uh, cool. See you later. And she's like, that was a weird sound. Um, yeah, so a lot of people, a lot of the parents that were talking about that situation after it was done playing was that like her first instinct was to go pet the dog, like, oh, cute dog. And then as he started asking her to leave, she started to become more aware of like, hey, something doesn't feel right. So she kind of started to, you know, you know, take a step back. And then um, the their mom was like, hey, did you actually see puppies over there? And she goes, no, I lied to him. So she knew that something was not right in her gut. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also a very good, like that's what you want, not necessarily your child to lie, but to lie to a stranger, yeah, go for it. Yeah, and again... One of the things that the psychologist or whatever mm-hmm. kept stressing was like, you got to stress this to your kids multiple times on a regular basis. Yep. Like there is no ifs, ands, or buts. You do not go with a stranger with anybody. Like you don't go with them. Yeah, I don't care if they're like, I'm gonna give your family a million dollars. You got to come over here. It's in this briefcase. Whatever it is, <laughs> you don't do it. I yeah. will be okay if you don't get that million dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what he said. Repetition all the time. Reminders. Because of our next example. Because of this next example. This is the free range parents, the ones that live in the RV. They had the two sons. So they have an older daughter and the two sons. So the two sons were at the park. This guy comes. Oh, she just had puppies. Do you want to come see them? Bro, no hesitation. Yeah, yep. sure. Let's go. Where are we going? Right over here? Okay. Yep. Into this creepy van? The puppies are in the van? All right. Great. Let's get in. Um, like, God, the parents were so disappointed because another situation like this had already happened to their family. What they She said the oldest son. Is that not the oldest son? I guess. So he has already been approached by someone asking him to get into a vehicle before. Yeah. Before the show ever existed. So they said that they thought that the kids already knew the dangers of, you know, like, hey, you don't go with other people. And yet they did it. And he he did not go in the first situation, but he went on this one that was staged. Luckily, it was staged. But they were like, oh, we must have had a false sense of false sense of confidence that our children were aware that something like this is, you know, very capable. And that was the psychiatrist was like, hey, look, there's 12 families on this stage and one of you had actually a real world yeah. situation where someone tried to fucking kidnap your kid like you know and then so the the uh, psychologist was like okay well how many of you now after watching these clips 
feel that now you need to educate your child on engaging with adult strangers in the first place. And there was some some kind of debate, um, but the general consensus, basically besides the one family, was like, if my kid's at a playground and there's an adult who doesn't have their kids there, you have no fucking reason to be talking to my child. Yeah, and that's a weird situation for me because I fucking love kids. And yeah, but you wouldn't be no, going Yeah, to and a so that's the thing. So <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be going to a playground. But if I was at a playground, if I was walking by a playground and there was like a cute kid there, I'd say hi. I'd just be like, hi. But I'm not going to have a com- I'm not going to try and have a conversation with you. And as our kids, as a parent, if somebody were to say hi to you, I would expect you to say yeah. hi back. Hi. If that stranger tries to engage in conversation with you, they hey say, man, back the fuck up. Yeah, I don't know who you are. They say like, hey, what's your name? How old are you? Nope, nope not, not your that. fucking business. Because now it's getting weird. I can say hi to a little kid who's yeah. cute and just be like, oh, you know, hi. hi, you're a cute little kid. What's up, man? But if it's anything more than that, yeah. if you're not just acknowledging me acknowledging you, then too far. Like, too, yeah, this is I don't, I feel an like, uncomfortable place. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically... The psychologist was um, very clear, like the more permissive parent styles on all of these stranger danger tests, the ones that have the more free reigns are the ones that failed this test. Mm -hmm. So if you think back to the first ones where the kids open the door and let the person from the gas company, quote, come in to check a meter versus the more strict and like more boundary focused parenting styles where they're like, no, I know the rules. I'm not supposed to go anywhere or I'm not supposed to open the door. Like there's except the, the Asian couple, uh, whose daughter. Oh, the intensive intensive. Yeah. yeah. That that one one surprised me. Honestly, they failed or she failed that. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Again, just another note. Talk to your kids about this stuff. repeatedly repeatedly over and over and over again. Yeah last thing you want to happen is somebody take your baby yeah that's something i can like i said last episode like a hundred my parents always drilled that into our heads like you don't go i don't care if it's grandma you don't go with someone else Um, nobody random was gonna take me i was a large child (laughs) like this i just took this 85 pound baby what is going on here this is way too big what do you you said you're four all right that's not realistic you're 12 that's funny. Yeah, that kid's gonna be big. Um, the okay, so the last challenge on this one was called the twenty dollar hustle. Um, they told the kids to earn twenty dollars by any means necessary. Um, so the strict family, you know, there's six of them. They immediately were like, "I'm making cookies." So one kid was calling all the neighbors, which fascinating. They have all the na- neighbors' phone numbers to begin with. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a designated neighborhood for you. Yeah, um, I was gonna say when you're just. There. Yeah, a well, if you're there for a while, I would hope that you know. Anyways, um, yeah, so one kid was calling all the neighbors asking if they wanted to buy cookies, and the other kids were in there making the cookies. They all worked together. They killed it. Super easy. Yeah. The next one was a high achievement, um, and he came up with the idea to make cotton candy, and then the dad basically gave him the other idea of getting a bouquet of flowers. And went on to then again tell him what flowers he could and could not pick. Um, Very instructive and, you know, like. He didn't, the kid had no creativity on his own. 
I feel like the dad didn't give him enough time to come up with ideas on his own. He was just like, okay, you're taking too long. This is what you're going to do type of a thing. Yeah. And like we talked about, it seemed a little unfair that he was the only child in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like first family, they have six kids. Someone's going to have an idea. They have three, four kids. Um, Because you got the super tiny brother. So there's one girl in the three boys. Oh, gotcha. Um, So, you know, you have a team to work with or come up with ideas. And he was just like, oh, God, what do I do? I don't know. I probably would have been that same way. Yeah, that's Um, true. But if, yeah. Ended up working out, though. Ended up making the sale. But his dad was pretty involved in it. Yeah, very involved. Um, And... Then the free range, the RV people, their kids were super creative. We're like, yeah, let's go clean the other RV. So they went on the neighbor's RV, asked them if they could clean it for $20. They said, sure. They all work together. Um, but they said that their their family do, does it all the time. They're like, our kids are always trying to find ways to make money. So this was just another day for them. There was no, no yeah. hesitation about them coming up with ideas to earn money. So... Um, yeah, so in my, and I think maybe Doc, well, some of the other people said this too, but they said the high achievement kind of, not necessarily failed, but um, the child lacked independence and creativity because they're always given the plan and the next steps. So when it comes time for them to have the plan, they Be kind of stumble and, yeah. along, you know, they don't know what to do. Um, so they voted. And the family that was chosen to move on to the next the finale was the strict family. And then there was also kind of a debate. Um, well, I guess not on the show, but in my head there was. So they're strict, but it's like they're a very religious family. So they a lot of the parents were talking about how there's just like so much love and like, oh, your kids are such good people and like stuff like that. And the parents were like, yeah, we like to take them on, you know, like mission trips to other countries to where people don't have as much. It kind of puts things into perspective to be nice to people and to like, you know, help others that are less fortunate than you. So I, I feel like those are really good values to have. And I feel like that's kind of what we're trying to do. Yeah. I think you can do that exact same thing without the religion. religion. And, but it's still the, the same, like that, like morals, like, yeah. I mean, everything is essentially the same without the religion. The only thing I think that would be advantageous about ours is they want their kids to stay within the religion when they marry. Yeah. And I don't particularly have any, if you want to marry a religious person that's super religious and do the things that they do, and that's what you want to do, then do it. But I'm not going to say, no, you can't marry this person because they're Mormon or because they're, you know, whatever it may be. Muslim or anything. So again, they're more concerned if they were Catholic. No, just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah, probably. uh, (laughs) Catholics are crazy. Um, Or if they're what's the one that Tom Cruise is? Oh, Scientology. The made up one. Yeah. Yeah. I would be a little concerned. I'm not putting you in that situation. Um, But yeah, I think they just have a good foundation of like building or raising respectful, Mm -hmm. honest, caring kids. And they, in their heads, believe that it's rooted in their religion when... I think they're just good people. Yeah, I think it's just rooted in being good people. And again, granted, a lot of 
the base of religion is being a good person and whatnot. So, you know, they're probably yeah. getting it from that. But as we can see, other people without that religious background can, can still, still turn out just like that. Yeah. So I thought that was a very interesting episode. Yeah. Um, Lots of interesting topics on today's episode. Yeah, it was a long one. Sorry, guys. I know that was totally my fault. It's all good. Because I'm not to... aware of these topics beforehand. So I, they yeah. all my thoughts literally just come jumbled at that time. And you get them literally like raw and unedited. So Tell you're welcome. Like it. <laughs> Keeping it real over here, guys. <laughs> well, it's been another great episode. Episode 22. 22. Hope you guys enjoyed that long, juicy one. Hour and 20 minutes. Oh, God. Sorry. But uh, Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag. Yep. Stay tuned because uh, we're going to have to knock out. Nope. We'll get the one written right before we go to Columbia. <laughs> yeah. So we'll let you know how that goes next weekend. But uh, yeah. Stay. Uh, stay, stay up, my friends. Yeah. Stay no. vigilant. <laughs> <laughs> stay thirsty, my friends. All right, y'all. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.